Hi, and welcome back to the Living Scent Equipping Podcast. I'm Sarah Marie Chandler is here as well. And our guest today for episode five is Minister Gia Stanley. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to be here. Yes, we are excited to have you here too. Just to set the lay of the land for us and for everybody who's listening, uh, in episode five here, we are talking about what it looks like to live sent together, um, to be teamed up with other people as we live sent. And in the last few podcasts, we've been talking a lot about some of the practicals of what it can look like to share the gospel with other people. Um, and before that, get to know them and to serve them. And, and even going back to having a missional heart for other people. And at this point, we're taking all of that and culminating it into we can do all those things with other people. And we want to talk about why that's important and why we should be teamed up. Mm-hmm. And as we thought about that, Gio is someone that um, maybe to her own admission, maybe isn't the one that wants to do it, but has learned to do it well. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as we jump in. But Gia, we'll get way into this, but as an initial answer to this question, why why is it important to be teamed up with people as we live sent? Yeah, that's a great question. First, I want to think about pulling back to scripture and the model that Jesus set forth. So right after he called his initial disciples, he calls Matthew, the tax collector. And Matthew holds this huge party, like inviting all of his non-religious friends over. And you would think, okay, Jesus would just go by himself because He's got the answers. This ragtag group of other disciples that he just called are just getting to know him. He'd be the one that would be best suited to be having this conversation with this huge group of non-religious people. But no, he brings his disciples along. And so we see his example of he's doing ministry, reaching out to people who are far from God with other people, Um, even people who don't know him super well yet. Um, He invites them in. And then later on, he, uh, when those disciples learn a little bit more about who Jesus is, he sends them out two by two. And we see the, the purpose behind that. Um, He doesn't explicitly say in scripture why he does that. uh, But we, we get pictures of it in scripture of like them coming back and sharing the joy of what they saw. And there is something really beautiful about doing it together because you, you get to debrief and share the joy together and get this opportunity to be like, whoa, did you saw that happen? I saw that happen. Uh, our, our joy is multiplied um, when, we're, when we do it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really great. And obviously important to ground what we're doing in scripture, but also just to look at Jesus's practices mm-hmm. himself in the way that he did ministry. And I like both those stories because they talk kind of in, in two different ways of doing it. Um, Like you said, one is someone who clearly is the best at doing it, Jesus himself. Like if someone didn't need help in going and living sent in their life, it would be Jesus. But he calls his disciples and we we see all those stories and the type of people that he called to to come with him and to minister with him. And then he says, going into this example, come with me to this place where I want to preach about the kingdom of God. I want to love people in this place that are far from God. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to bring people along Mm -hmm. with me as I do that. And then the other example of Jesus commissioning and sending people, which is a little bit more like what we do now, right? We don't, 
in a physical sense, go with Jesus to a place to minister with people. Um, but we have this biblical example of Jesus sending people out in pairs of two mm-hmm. and they're not with him. Um, but he still says, go out and do this together with people. So there's something important about that too, the way that Jesus did his ministry. I mean, if we take it all the way back to the garden, it was not good for man to be alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very true. We're created for relationship. We're created to be part of a community, part of a church, and it isn't good for us to be alone. And we're created for the purpose of impact and that, going back to the garden, that that was given to both men and women for hum- humanity, all of humanity to to impact and influence mm-hmm. creation. And so when we team up together, we're getting to live out of our design, our design for community and our design to impact and influence mm-hmm. for both love and for purpose. And some of the best friendships are formed when you have both you're you're you have a deep bond together but then you're also doing something together a mission together a purpose together yeah so there's even a component of getting to you get to be on mission with someone but you get to build up other things as well Mm -hmm. as you're doing it Mm -hmm. um being able to say we're we're in this community together we're we're friends but there's something about like getting to share the gospel with people and doing that together that it might be even like a step beyond other things in being able to build relationship. Um, I think about um, places I'm teamed up in my own life, the amazingness and diversity of the body really stands out to Mm. me in that it takes a lot of pressure off of me to have to be good at everything or know everything. When I think about who I'm paired up with at New Life or in business, like there are people who are better at things than I am. And then there are some things that are strengths of mine that putting us together in a team situation, it's better. It's beautiful. It's flourishing. And think about what we would miss out on if we didn't choose to work together or to intentionally team up. Yeah. Like, like you said, there's something about how you're were made to be working with other people not meant to do things alone uh but then yeah other parts of scripture talking about the different gifts that that people have and what mm-hmm. you can bring in in that sort of context uh, i'm going to transition us a little bit to uh you know there's some people who might have heard all of that and maybe they were already in for it or or at least they were thinking about it and now now they're they're ready to go. They're like, okay, we're going to go and we're going to do all these things we already talked about in the podcast. We're going to do them together. But there might be some people out there who are more in the role that Gia, you told me when we were talking about this podcast before, you might find yourself in more often, which is sort of the the lone ranger. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah. want to go and, and be on mission, but maybe just do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a number of of reasons for that. So I was wondering if you could talk one into like what you think your, your reasoning for kind of that being what you want to do. And then some reasons you have decided, no, it's still worth it to go and do that with others. 
Yeah. Happy to share. So for me, I mean, just in general, I'm a Christian walk. God has continually reminded me to knit myself into community and let my roots grow deep because I have this lone ranger mentality or tendency. Uh, and specifically in the area of mission, my hesitancy, one of, I mean, I've had different hesitancy, hesitancies over the years um, for why I'd want to be teamed up with someone, but specifically um, one area is just an insecurity of what the other person, the person we're reaching out to would feel about there being two people or multiple people. Like, would they um, think it's odd or awkward or would they feel ganged up or cornered uh, in it? And so um, that's held me back sometimes. I'm like, oh, I just, I'll just do it myself because I don't want this person to feel a certain way. First of all, in that thinking, I'm assuming something. I'm assuming where they're at, what they need, how they feel. And in reality, I've only had that happen like once where someone said, that was a little weird having to do And all the times I've been teamed up with people, I've only had it happen once. So I'm making a big generalization about something that I've only heard once. I'm trying to think of how many times that like what the actual odds are based yeah. on how many times you've probably shared the yeah. gospel to people to one yeah. in your ministry career. It's, yeah. it's, it'd, it'd be a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it would be a lot. Yeah. So the odds are not great um, based on my experience, but still it can hold me back sometimes or make me wonder. But what has convinced me the value of being teamed up is I only have certain experiences with the Lord and certain ways that the gospel impacts me. And so when I share the gospel on my, just with me sharing it and not another person there, there might not be a ton of ways that that person relates. So it multiplies the ability for someone to relate when there's another person there. So they might be mm-hmm. sharing a way that God is impacting their life their life right now. And that person's like, oh my goodness, I've had that happen in the past or that's happened to me right now. And so the ability for someone to see how the gospel connects to their life multiplies when I have another person there. And so, mm-hmm. yes, there might be... There might be a slight cost of someone feeling awkward, but the benefit mm-hmm. of them getting to be able to relate the gospel to their life through another person's experience beyond my own is far greater. Yeah. I mean, I can even this, I have an example of this too, of this summer I've been going with Hannah Whitty, who was on a previous episode of this podcast, um, been going out and just talking to people on the Diag over the summer and uh, we've found out that our stories pair pretty well together to share with people because I have a story of growing up in the church and having to um, come to discover like my own faith outside of what I grew up in. That was very meaningful and a powerful experience when when God did encounter me in that, that place. But uh, Hannah grew up in a home that didn't go to church and she had an experience of being invited into it by friends and, and coming to experience God, not from that that upbringing. And so even just in being teamed up um, and having conversations with people, sharing our stories, it covers like a huge section of people who might be able to, to relate. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I can see that not just even being like an addition, but like a multiplication, like you said, and that's really cool. Mm-hmm. So another thing that's a huge motivation for me is that I don't want to be the one point of contact for someone's spiritual journey. So if I share the gospel with them one-on-one, which is 
great and fine if I, you know, share the gospel one-on-one. It's not bad to do that. But if it, that's the, I'm the only person that that person goes to to get their questions answered, they're missing out on the body of Christ mm-hmm. and being a part of community. And they also may turn me into an idol, like they're going to me instead of going to Jesus. And so being teamed up with someone helps them early on get a taste of community, even on a smaller scale, get a taste of what they're made for to be a part of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. I I agree with the concern about people becoming overly dependent. A personal fear of mine I have in Living Scent is that I would accidentally make disciples of myself instead of disciples of Jesus. And I think that is from feeling that I need to have all the answers or I need to be quick to respond and um, have that like faith obligation to someone. But I've really found being teamed up in ministry, there's comfort in sharing the weight of gospel sharing, of discipleship. And it is a comfort to me to know that the Lord has provided me someone to do that with. And it helps me. It keeps me in check of my own brokenness or weakness that might come out. And it also helps me then be oriented on on the Lord, mm-hmm. sharing that burden and that load with someone else. And to have someone to debrief with if it didn't go so well. Mm-hmm. And be, to remind each other of our identity in Christ and how God is way beyond what we can see. And we may be an early part of the journey for this person. It's it's so nice to be able to talk with someone who was there mm-hmm. and saw the same things or can, like you said, give some feedback of like, oh, I didn't quite see the same thing or I didn't think it came across that way. We have our own internal messages that come up when we do things and mm-hmm. some of them are just our own perception. And so it's nice to have someone to debrief with. And yeah. so that yeah. that fear can be divided and then also the burden can be divided. Yeah. If I were to go share the gospel with someone and I said something that was like a little risky or bold and then I I see their facial expression or the way that they respond and I were to come back to you, Gia, and like debrief it, but you weren't there, I would just say, I said this thing and it looked like they didn't like that. And that's all that, the only way you can help me is to say, well, you know, there's big picture reminding me of the gospel and the bigger picture of this person's life. But if you're there, you might actually say, well, I think you said it in a fine way. And I actually think it just made them think about it because it was a tough question and it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, as opposed to you not being able to, to know that or say that if you weren't there. So yeah, being able to both have camaraderie and support. And I mean, even I feel like there's times walked away from some sort of ministry thing and just did it with someone and were able to like laugh about this thing Mm -hmm. that we said or like the way that someone responded not in a way of like making fun of them but just like a that's ironic the way that this thing happened or um if only we knew or they knew like this thing and it's just funny to laugh at either in the moment or years down the line too um i've definitely had those moments too the word camaraderie made me think about, um, like, do you ever have like a gym buddy or like somebody that you know that if you do this thing together, you're going to be more likely to do it and you'll have more fun. It's errands for me. I really 
dislike errands. And so I'm constantly recruiting someone else of like, do you want to run errands with me? Because when you know that you're going to experience something with someone else and you know that they're excited about it, it increases your excitement. And I think I would be way less likely in this analogy to do errands on my own if I knew that I would be by myself versus inviting you to come along and run errands with me. That's something I'm going to be way more excited about, probably do a better job at, and then look forward to doing it more. That's a great example. I, uh, I can picture it. I can picture it. Um, and yeah, thinking about that in terms of going and sharing the gospel is, is helpful for me. Um, just to summarize kind of some of what we just talked about by instead of deciding to be the lone ranger, but being teamed up, we find that our effectiveness is multiplied because we have more stories um, and more experiences to be able to share with people. We find that our joy and our celebration is multiplied because we get to be teamed up and celebrate together. We find that we can we can debrief and we can talk about it and, and support each other when it's hard. And we can uh, share the load and the burden of both when it doesn't go well or even the, the fears and insecurities that come up in deciding we're going to go share with someone. Um, and so Gia, you being a Lone Ranger by heart have decided that those things are much more worth it uh, than doing it on your own. Amen and amen. I've seen the fruit. I've seen the fruit of it, the the joy of it. And it's far better than doing it alone. That's great. Uh, let's transition then to, to some more practicals for the people. A little bit of, okay, hopefully, hopefully you've found yourself being like, okay, I want to do this teamed up thing now. Uh, and you're like, okay, Gia, Sarah Marie Chandler, how do I actually do that? Um, so my question that I think we could talk about here is, is who are the people that we should be teamed up with? How could we go about thinking, who am I teamed up with when I'm living sent in my life? So one way to think about is who is in your context right now? Who is sharing the same context? So whether it's a workplace or a class or a neighborhood that, okay, you and another believer, another person that you are in community with, you have some overlapping relationships already in place. And so being teamed up in that specific context, whether it's a workplace or a neighborhood or a class, and thinking about and dreaming together, how can we um, be influencers and build relationships, get to know people and go out of our way to serve someone outside of the church? And I'm reminded of in Acts 17, uh, when Paul is preaching, he talks about how God determined the times and the places that we should live so that we might reach out to God, though he is not far away from us. What I love about that is dreaming about what are the providential ways that God is crossing our paths with the people. So I was born in 1983 in Rockford, Michigan. And how God used that even to bring me to Christ. Those, you know, thinking about the people that I, who 
came across my path and shared the gospel with me, how can I be one of those people that maybe I'm living in this neighborhood at this time because there is someone down the street that God determined the time and place that they should live that they might reach out to him though he's not far away from them. Um, obviously there's still human choice in that, but he's, God is such a schemer. He is trying to give people the best opportunity to hear the gospel and to come to him. And so how can we in our context together be teamed up and be like, oh, maybe this person down the street, God providentially you know, created these relationships or mm -hmm. gave us at least the opportunity to create these relationships for them to come to know him. I think that is a beautiful picture and way to think about living scent. So you're not talking about a formal, like I've set up a conversation and we're going to sit down, which is definitely a part of it. But you are looking at the life that you are living, who you're living it with, and then choosing to live it for the gospel. In my own experience, um, my roommate and best friend, Stephanie, who many of you know, she does not work um, in a Christian workplace. She works in a very secular workplace and she is fantastic at building community and relationships that go outside of the work hours. And um, she's been really faithful to inviting me along to hangouts and stuff. And I've had to apologize because I turned her down regularly because I did not have a spiritual mindset of like, man, she's gotten this group of people outside of work together to live life. How easy would it be for me to come into that situation with her and partner up in sharing the good news and walking through life with these women? Mm -hmm. And I think that what you're talking about is, is an integrated life of faith and mission. And tying back to what we were talking about earlier, that's a Matthew party. Stephanie is inviting her friends that she works with that are maybe far from God, and she's inviting you into it to be teamed up and influencing those people. Way to go, Stephanie. Shout out yeah. on the podcast. Um, what you were saying, Gia, also made me think of uh, if what we just talked about if we really believe that's true that god wants us to be teamed up that we're not meant to do it alone if god has put people in a specific place for the sake of them knowing the gospel then it's likely from my perspective that god would put someone there to be teamed up with too right mm -hmm. um and so as we think about the question of who is in a context with me who's in the network of people that i could reach out to instead of thinking, is there someone, hmm. it might be just helpful to think, who is the person? Yeah. Um, because if God is setting things up in that way, then it, it is likely that that there is someone. I, I don't want to say every time. There, there, of course, can be times where there's just not a lot of other Christians mm -hmm. in a place, or maybe you're the only one, and there's other people to be teamed up with in the church in, in that sort of setting. But yeah, I would just imagine if that's what God wants us to do, then he's He's setting that up as well. Mm -hmm. And you can still have in those those rare instances where let's say you are the only Christian in your workplace, you can be still teamed up with other believers in having people who pray with you and mm -hmm. for you in it and that you're not alone in it. So you can say, hey, there's this person in my workplace and this is just a little sense of where they are 
at least my sense of where they are spiritually, do you have some thoughts on like some conversations I can have with them? So there's, even in that, there's other opportunities to be teamed up. Yeah. And I think that is a great, for me, has been a great use of the Living Scent tool is that you're, you are mindful of who you're reaching out to and who you want to share with. And you can sit down with someone else and like pray through your Living Scent tool together so that someone else knows that you're pursuing this person and building relationship and it's not you on your own. Mm-hmm. And they could even be someone that you maybe end up inviting into relationship or friendship with that person as well. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of those connections of talking about, hey, talking through the people that you're reaching out to, that you're building relationship with is that we can help each other do the things that we already want to do. Like I remember mm-hmm. uh, I was doing that with sharing with a couple of friends about, oh, there's this neighbor I want to go on a walk with. And I'm like, I want to do it. I just have not been prioritizing it. And uh, next time we talk about this, I will have asked, you know, Mm -hmm. just to have that of, all right, I care about this, but having other people in it helps me to actually follow through on the things I care about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in that we can, whether it's in a discipleship group or you're just getting a coffee with a friend, you're talking about that, um, you're you're wanting to be teamed up in mission. It's easy to still, even if you don't have like the same context with someone, it's still easy to to take a step to to be on mission with someone by just starting to get to know those people outside of that context. Mm-hmm. And so, even if the maybe top way or like easiest way would be to say we're in the same context with all these people let's be teamed up like Mm -hmm. that's just the money thing to do you still can take the people in your d group or in your home group or or just other christian friends of yours within the church uh, outside of our church too Mm -hmm. other other believers you can be teamed up and say let's get to know this person together um and so the idea of getting to know one another's friends um, can be a way that, that we can be teamed up together as well. I think it's a beautiful picture of like the capital C church to know other believers who are on mission as well, or to think that, you know, I'm not the only one who's thinking about this or the only one who wants to make the Lord's name known and glorified. And I think they don't have to be at in your same church context, but to find someone in your workplace, in your classroom, in your neighborhood is a great idea. Mm-hmm. And then it increases your network and in, in your opportunities to share and build relationship. So what I'm hearing you both share and some of what I shared as well is we can be intentional in, when we share a context with another believer in reaching out, or we can be intentional to invite others into our context, other believers into it. We go like, hey, maybe we don't have this natural, hey, we're doing, we're both in the same workplace together. But hey, like the example yeah. of Stephanie of mm-hmm. she's hanging out with coworkers and she's inviting another believer into that. And the beauty of it is Jesus said that the world will know that we are his disciples by our love for one another. We get to put our love on display when we are having these times where we have people who are far from God hanging out with people who love Jesus mm-hmm. and they're getting to see how we interact, how we love, how we might be a little different, hopefully, uh, than 
other groups of friends that they hang out with. Yes. What a great way to put the Lord's love on display. I have been very encouraged and excited by the conversation and even feeling just this like desire to like re-up and re-sign into living on mission with other people. And I want to give a practical to anyone who is starting to feel that desire and excitement or even convicted, like I need to be living on mission with other people. And that is to take 15 seconds right now and ask the Lord to reveal to you who is in your context that you could be on mission with. And we're going with Chandler's optimistic assumption that the Lord has someone and will provide someone to you. So take 15 seconds right now and write down who are people in your context that you could be on mission with. That's a great idea, Sarah Marie. Thank you for uh, bringing that up. Um, obviously, 15 seconds is not a lot of time, but within a podcast episode to stop and do that, uh, I would imagine at least one person came to mind, mm -hmm. whether it's someone who is like directly in that uh, network of people, the, the context that you're in, or someone that you could invite into that. Um, but yeah, if nobody came up, I would suggest taking maybe instead of 15 minutes 50, or 15 seconds, like 15 minutes later and thinking about it, mm -hmm. um, thinking about and asking God, who might you have me be teamed up with in this place? One more practical that, that I thought of um, to kind of wrap up our conversation is just to think about what it can, can look like to be using these opportunities, being teamed up to help train other people mm -hmm. to be able to do this because i would imagine there's a decent amount of people out there who maybe they have taken our podcast episodes and said okay i can i can do this now i i have the equipping that i need but i just haven't done it very often or maybe ever um so i need some reps i need some practice mm -hmm. at least for this person who grew up playing sports that i am that's what i it makes me think of just doing doing the reps out on the practice field and What's great about being teamed up in doing that is that we can lean on one another's experience towards mm -hmm. towards making that happen for ourselves. So yeah, Gia, I wondered if you had thoughts that you would give on what it can look like to use being teamed up in Living Scent to equip other people mm -hmm. in, in sharing the gospel. First of all, I love this concept because we all have something to offer. Mm -hmm. So even the person's like, oh, I wanna be trained, the person that is training you is going to see ways that they can grow by watching you be part of that conversation. Mm -hmm. So a couple of things I think about, I mean, first of all, you could be the person who asks like, hey, could someone come along? I'd love to grow in this. Or you could be a person who invites someone else along and say, hey, I've been doing this for a while and I'd love to show share the ropes a little bit or we can do this together. A couple of questions that um, I find helpful before actually having a, a gospel conversation, a spiritual conversation with someone is just asking, hey, where's your comfort level? Where is that line between you feel supported, but you also feel like you're stepping out in faith? So that could look like, hey, I we're going to do this together. 
but the more experienced person is going to more take point and the other person is going to support and help and um, add, add to the conversation. Or maybe you're like, no, actually, I want to take point. And the person who's less experienced will be like, I'm going to take point, but I want you to support and kind of fill in the gaps mm-hmm. of the things that maybe I don't know as well. And so finding that line of, of what is a step of faith, but also where you feel supported. And that could be for the first time be saying, hey, I just want to come and watch. That's fine. You can just be a friend to that person and get to know them relationally, but allow the more experienced person to share the gospel and just learn by watching. And then maybe if you get enough reps in, you could be the person who's like, I'm, I'm going to try doing this and you're just going to be there and watch me. The more experienced person is going to watch mm-hmm. and just see like, hey, if I, if am I ready to maybe train someone else? So could you give me some feedback on me kind of doing this on my own in some ways? But you're still there because you're watching and we're still teamed up in it. Um, and so just discerning where am I at in the level of support and risk of faith? I love it. Yeah, that's great. And yeah, I think as you say that, it makes me think of like not not every time you go and share with someone doesn't mean that like there's training happening. Mm-hmm. Two people who are very well-versed in and experienced in sharing the gospel might go and do it together. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you might just be able to show up and not talk about it much at all beforehand and just do it and tag team with each other and do that. Well, especially people who have, who have done that together many times. I I can think of people who I've shared the gospel with, uh, multiple times. And I'm like, I don't, if we both know the person the same amount and we're just going in to have a gospel conversation, we, we don't necessarily have to even talk about it beforehand we definitely talk about it after in the debriefing mm-hmm. of what we've talked about uh earlier but uh some co- some gospel conversations can be like that but what you're saying is that when it's not that case there there still can be an opportunity to be teamed up with someone either to recognize in yourself like hey i need to maybe find someone who's a little bit more experienced in this and ask them hey can i come along at this point, like you're going to go, I heard you're going to go share the gospel. Can I come along? Or I have this friend that I kind of want to share the gospel with, but I don't feel like ready to do that. Like either on my own, which I think the podcast as a whole, we're kind of saying Mm -hmm. we would recommend bring someone like pretty much any time, like do this with someone else. But yeah, either not ready to do it on your own or not ready to like lead that um, you can find someone who you see as uh, already equipped in that and say, hey, I have this friend that I'm excited to share the gospel with. Will you come help me to do that? Um, and that can start a conversation with that person of like, what can it look like for that to both be good for sharing the gospel with that person, but also for you to to be trained up in being able to do that yourself. And it puts us all in this beautiful spot of a lineage of faith and obedience that someone who was biblically commanded to share the gospel did so with you. And that's because somebody shared the gospel with them. And now you're going to go and share the gospel and teach others to share the gospel. You're a disciple who makes disciples in the name of the Lord as he commanded. And that is exciting to think about. Yes, definitely. really is. And I just want to end with an exhortation and a reminder that wherever you are in the journey of getting more equipped on how to live sent, 
you have something to offer. Mm-hmm. You have a story to tell. Like when mm-hmm. we talk about talk, talk about who Jesus is, what he has done, and how he's impacting our lives, you know how he's impacting your life. And mm-hmm. you don't diminish that story. The Lord is working and you have you have something to offer. You are an important part of the team and you need we need you mm-hmm. on these teams. Mm-hmm. Every single one of us is needed on these teams of reaching out. And so don't sell yourself short. You're needed here. Yes, definitely. And Gio, we want you to to pray for for all of us before we go, but I just want to take we've gone in a lot of different directions with with this and I want to kind of bring us back before before we do that. And so thinking about this idea of uh, yeah, even like what you said, everybody has something to offer here. And in scripture, we see it as the ideal is, is going and, and sharing with other people. And so hopefully from our conversation here, you, you, the listener have come to an understanding of at least I, I probably should do it this way. And hopefully like I want to do it this way. And as Gia said, you you have something to bring. And mm-hmm. so our exhortation for you is to think about how are you going to do that? Mm-hmm. And the ways that we just laid out are to think about who are the people in your own context that you can talk to and be teamed up with and getting to know and sharing the gospel with the people in your context. Or if there isn't someone, who are the people just within your discipleship group or home group or or other believers that you can invite into that place? and thinking about being teamed up in that way or the last way that you can think about it is these are always opportunities to help build up other people and train people and being Mm -hmm. able to do this Mm -hmm. so for anybody really you could think about am i in the category of someone who i know how to do this and i could bring people along for the sake of training them or i don't feel like i know how to do this at least like enough that I could train other people in it, or I feel like I could just use a few more reps and being able to just identify it. And it's okay to be in that spot. We, we all here have been in that mm-hmm. spot at one point in our lives and being able to say that and think about, okay, maybe I want to share the gospel. Maybe I want to do it with other people, but I don't feel like I can do it on my own or, or lead the charge. How can I ask to be a part of that, ask people into that mm-hmm. so that I can learn too. Mm-hmm. Before we have Gia pray, any final thoughts that either of, either of you have? We're better when we're together. Mm. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Gia, would you pray for us that we could live sent and do it together? Yes. Happy to. Father, we thank you that you're always working, that you say in your word that you never sleep nor slumber. And so we can trust you're always working in the hearts of those that are far from you, even if we can't see it. And so Lord, help us to see ways we can join you in the work that you're doing. Ultimately, our first and foremost team is with you. And then the church is a part of that team, us and you and us together going out and sharing your love with others. And so Lord, would you um, help us to see the opportunities? Would you help us to see the value of doing this together, to see the purpose of your intent of us to, that it's not good for us to be alone, that we're made for community and we get to give people a glimpse of your community as we share together. 
And we thank you that the harvest is plentiful, Lord, that your word says that there's there's people all around us who are thirsty, they're hungry for your good news. And Lord, would you send us out as workers into those harvest fields, we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks, Geos. Good to be teamed up with you today. Likewise. Wow, that was good. We make a great team. We yes. do. Yes. Thank you, Gia, for your wisdom, sharing your experience with us, and helping us to, to live sent with one another. Catch you guys on the next episode. Peace out. <laughs>